Hello, everybody. We've got uh, someone on the phone here who has gone through some a uh, little bit of a tough thing that we never like to see anybody go through. Looks like he's come out the other side uh, maybe stronger for it, man. We're going to talk to him about uh, what he just kind of went through and what it took to stay focused and positive through all this nonsense. I've got uh, Daniel Elmore on the phone here. Daniel, thanks for talking with, with us uh, today, man. How you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me, Billy. I'm doing pretty good now. <laughs> you are, bro. All right, yeah, you've got, uh, man, there's a couple main uh, headline stories we could talk about, uh, of course, but uh, we're going to talk about what happened at Club MX, man. I mean, well, f- for starters, where are you now? Are you back home? Yeah, I'm back in Telco, BC, and I had to Kamloops uh, on Tuesday. You have, oh, okay, so you're not going to come until next week, so you're not going to be down here riding this week? No. Well, that's too bad. A bunch of guys are going to be out there Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I know, but I uh, don't get a lot of time at home these days, so I take advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, right. You know, it's funny, you mentioned Telqua, BC, and I kind of, uh, I you know, actually, I actually had a, an article kind of half-written, just kind of talking about your, the situation you just went through and stuff like that, and I got kind of got thinking the more I got typing, I'm like, you know what, I should just call him and have him uh, tell us in his own words, and we'll kind of just do it as more of a podcast, but a point I always want to make too, like like a, same with a guy like uh, Yannick Boucher from Hearst, Ontario, being from Telqua, BC, and part of my story was, of course, like, you're like four hours northwest of Prince George, I mean, I always kind of I like to talk about like your family and stuff like that and the commitment it must have taken as a little kid to get to races and progress through the ranks to get to be a pro like what do you look back at that and kind of go well yeah that uh, yeah that was quite a commitment um yeah it was always pretty crazy like trying to travel to races and stuff we would drive up to like Kamloops is a 12-hour drive for us so it's <laughs> it's a long way to even get to a decent track to practice on let alone to go racing so yeah, so I mean, um, you must look back and kind of, yeah, like at the time, you just think it's normal, right? Yeah, okay, uh, parents, let's jump in the vehicle and away we go. But now looking back, you're like, wow, that, uh, yeah, that was something. Yeah, it, it was pretty crazy looking back. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, where, you mentioned Kamloops is 12 hours away. What was your nearest, you mentioned having to drive for practice tracks. Where was your nearest race? I guess Prince George and stuff, right? Or Terrace, or where would you go? Um, so uh, Smithers, Smithers, there's a town about... 10 minutes from Telco. I'm about half an hour to Telco. Okay. But they used to have a track, but it shut down six years ago. They used to have a race there every year. And then, like, Terrace was the weekend after, so we get a lot of people coming up for the two weekends. Okay. So those are the two closest, but since that shut down, Terrace shut down, and now there's not really anything aside from Prince George once a year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just always amazed. I always like pointing that out just to, I mean just to get to the races and to move up through the ranks. I mean, just the miles you guys must have put on, must uh, looking back, must be pretty incredible. Went through a few vehicles, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, anyway, I just like, hey, I just want to give kudos to your family for, uh, you know, getting you where you are and stuff to the pro ranks in a, any sport, you know, coming from somewhere. If, if you're listening to this and you're not sure what the, uh, the province of BC looks like, go on Google Maps and just kind of look at the size of it and then look where Telqua is. And, uh, and yeah, you'll be uh, pretty impressed with the, the commitment that takes. But um, anyway, so that, that I just wanted to touch on that because I think that's pretty amazing. But um, now you were at Club MX again this winter. Like, well, how many years have you gone to Club MX in the winter? Um, see, that's the thing. Like uh, 20, I guess it'd be 2017 through 2019. It was just kind of getting 
the winters were getting too long and I couldn't like progress, I felt like. So it made kind of a full commitment when I turned 18 to like go all in. And that's when I started to go to club for the winters. So I've been going since uh, 2020. Okay, so it's been a couple a couple of years now, at least. Anyway, now how come? Um, yeah. Just just to ask, I mean, we're obviously quite connected with the the, the gang there at Club MX. They do our Total Devotion Award at uh, the Walton Trans Can, so we uh, we love the guys there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ben Gray's, Brandon Hawes, and the whole group and stuff. But why did you choose uh, Club MX? Is there other uh, like Canadian buddies that you knew that were going there, or why did you choose there? Uh, no, I didn't know anyone that went there. <laughs> I found it myself. It's just uh, it's kind of they're kind of the most like strict I guess you want to say they, like they don't allow any like bad behavior and stuff to happen there and I, <laughs> talking to people I noticed at the other facilities that happens sometimes and I didn't want that so yeah there's not a whole lot of uh, outside influence there either I mean the town of Chesterfield there's not a whole lot of trouble you can get into there yeah exactly <laughs> you gotta you gotta get in the car and commit yourself to uh, going to Charlotte or something yeah do you go to that uh, Mexican restaurant too? Uh, where at? <laughs> just uh, just as you're heading out, I don't know, I can't remember what the town's called, but just as you're heading out and you're going to go to Charlotte, everybody always recommends that place. I went in there once. It's good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've been there a few times. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, now this year, um, lots of Canadians there this year though, right? It must have been, must have felt pretty, uh, pretty comfortable there with all the friendly faces and friendly Canadian accents. Oh, yeah, there's probably like, a third to a half Canadians there. It was crazy. But. Okay. Now, well, of course, we'll talk about that. Uh, you've moved up to the 450 class after last year, you know, the 250 guy. We'll, we'll certainly talk about that. But uh, what I wanted to touch on, again, again, showing more of your commitment to uh, to improving and just, just sticking with it. I mean, uh, I got the word that, of course, oh, eight motorcycles got, eight dirt bikes got stolen one night there. Can you... Can you kind of take us through that? I mean, you had your two bikes. I mean, uh, with Courtney Lloyd at Cycle North and obviously a bunch of other sponsors and stuff, you had a couple Honda 450s, right? Can you kind of take us through what you had and what uh, what the heck happened? Yeah, I had two. Well, the one was my practice bike, which I, the Monday before that, I cracked the case on because I snapped the chain on a jump. Hmm. So I wasn't riding that. It was just parked in there. Then I started riding my race bike and only had one hour on it. <laughs> And I got up, uh, I wasn't riding that day because I was actually really sick. But I got up and I got a text message from Hayden, the gym trainer, telling me to come to my garage right away. So I walked up there and all the bikes are gone. Oh, man. And uh, they had a lot of, not a ton, but they had like extra clamps and titanium foot pegs and stuff like that on them. So that kind of made it kind of suck even more. But it is what it is. Right. So you did you have uh, who was did you share a, a garage with someone or were you in a big group or how was your garage set up? No, I had a small private garage. Okay. So what else? So they got in. So they got two bikes of yours with all your race uh, bits on your bike, and then obviously when people were looking around, it wasn't the only garage that was broken into, was it? No, there was. Let's see if I can get this right. I think there was mine, and then four others that were broken into. Oh, man. So, uh, but obviously locked, they broke the locks kind of thing or whatever? Yep. Not like you, uh, you didn't leave the windows rolled down or anything? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, I know I've been talking with Mike and stuff like that at uh, at club about it and everything, and and I just wanted to obviously yeah. talk to you about it. What was that? So, I mean, okay, that happens now. Insurance wise, what's the next move? You're like, oh my god, I got no bikes. I got a race season coming up. What uh, what do you do next? Um. So I was all kind of the first week. I was kind of just hoping they would someone would see something, but that never happened. So I rode. Uh, my brother had an old YZ125 there. I rode that for that week. <laughs> and uh, the mechanic, I think his name is Cameron. It's Alex Martin's mechanic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, 22 Honda 450 for sale and uh, Courtney and Cycle North helped me buy that so I had something to ride my rest of the time there and that's actually back home now too so okay so you had so you had to, it's cool. so you didn't really miss much you had to you, so your brother your younger brother is there right What uh, what's he racing this year yeah he wasn't actually there his bike just got left there from last time okay he will be racing um, he just went intermediate this year and he I believe he's racing uh, the 250 Pro-Am for Camus and Drumheller oh okay cool cool okay yeah now when I mean at any point did you like oh, I guess you had that bike so you knew you were going to get some seat time but at, at any point do you kind of throw your arms up in the air and, and give up kind of thing or what uh, you just kind of just started throwing money at it <laughs> I guess uh, I always have those thoughts but they don't <laughs> last long so <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. So, so you bought you bought the bike. You stayed there. So you did you end up staying there as long as you had planned anyway? After all, like so, the the only thing that changed was you had to buy a new bike. Yeah, pretty much I did. And then uh, the real confusing part was trying to figure out suspension because both my bikes had suspension done. So I had to ride stock suspension my rest of the time there. Ah. Uh, okay. But, so now you've since had that fixed, or are you, are you all ready for the races now? I've got one set of suspension done. I'm still waiting on the other one. It should be here Monday, I think. So. <laughs> okay. All right. So there's no obviously there's no word on the bikes. Obviously they've uh, disappeared and gone somewhere. Of course. Now, uh, now you've. I want to talk about just the uh, the fact that you are moving up to the 450 now. Are you a 450 guy? Are you liking it or how's that going? Um, a lot of people I know have. I don't. I don't want to say I don't have confidence in myself, but uh, <laughs> a lot of people have more than I do. So that's encouraging, but um, I've liked it in a lot of ways. I didn't enjoy how long the arm pump lasted. I finally got rid of it a week and a half ago. Oh wow! But it's uh, it's been getting pretty good, so it should be okay. Now, were you getting that on your uh, race suspension, or is that just stock suspension stuff, or just the fact that it's just so damn powerful? I was getting it the entire time at club. It never stopped. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. How how old are you now, Daniel? Uh, I just turned twenty while I was at club. Oh yeah, that's when uh, that's when arm pump will start. <laughs> Is that something you've dealt with before, or no? Just the whole 450 thing. I've dealt with it every spring for the last three years, but uh, the 250 doesn't quite last as long. It's usually gone like a month. Okay. All right. So it didn't really uh, affect you're running the number 13. What about uh, let's talk about the number 13 thing? Any superstition in that, or you just actually like it, or is it just another number? I mean, it's just another number for me. I don't. I honestly don't really care because uh, honestly, the way I look at it, I ran thirty nine last year, and that's just three thirteens. So. Oh, nice. That's quick math. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what? Uh, when you left club, did you? You had to drive home. You had to drive. What? Uh, how was? Which? How'd that route go? Is it? Uh, did you ride on the way across or anything? How did you do? Uh, no, I just went right through. It took four days, I think. It was. It was long, but I mean. 
do it all the time, so I'm kind of used to it. <laughs> which is uh, what's your route of choice? Which highway did you take? Oof, I was on the I-90 for a lot of it for a couple of days, anyways. Oh, okay, okay. I-90 is that uh, okay? I'm trying to think of which one. What's that? Uh, I'm trying, what, why am I blanking? I'm blanking on what that uh, the thing you see the uh, billboards for. It's almost like it's, it's worse than south of the border. As you come across, you see that sign for that place uh, for about 500 miles. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm blanking yeah. on it. Anyway, but okay. So that's uh, were you by yourself on the driver? Who were you with? Uh, I was by myself this time, so it was pretty pretty long and boring. <laughs> wow, nice. And and the gas price didn't help much. No, those are pretty bad. All right, so now, um, so now we're like, you know, just man, it's like a week and a half away now from uh, round one coming up. What uh, what's happening? You mentioned you're coming down here on Tuesday, but so you obviously yeah. you won't get to ride at uh, Whispering Pines. What's uh, what's the plan coming down? Uh, I'm going to well, I'm riding today, tomorrow, and then I'm taking the next. I guess three days off, then I leave Tuesday, and then I'm going to race. I. I'm not sure if they have a program for the week, but I know I'm doing under 30. So. Oh, you're all at the uh, the Western Can the W Can. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, cool. That's good. All right. All right. Now, do you? What's your history at the uh, Cam Loops track? I mean, we obviously we haven't been here in a little bit. Uh, what uh, have you? What's your racing history there? I guess you have to. That's one of the tracks you had to drive to, I guess, as a kid. Yeah, that's. Uh, during I guess it was 2019 and a lot of 2020, we would drive there for just to go riding for the weekend, so I've been there quite a bit. Okay, you like the track. Hey, you like this one? Um, it's pretty good. I heard they changed it last year and I haven't been there since then, but it, I mean, I like the dirt and stuff. It's pretty good. Okay, now what, what, what are your, uh, what are your travel plans for the summer? Like, what's, uh, what's the season gonna look like for you? Um, so for Canlis and Drumheller, I'll have pretty much me, my two younger brothers, and my parents will both be there. Oh, nice. And then after that, I think it's just me and my younger brother are going to be traveling together, and he's going to mechanic for me, and then race amateur day. All the way across. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Now, did you say you were going to get a, you picked up an RV or something like that? What's, uh, what are you going to be in? Yeah, we, uh, we've had the same toy hauler since 2009, and we finally upgraded this year, so it should uh -huh. be a lot better. <laughs> oh, what'd you go with this time? What are you going to be in? Uh, it's like a 26 foot work and play. It's pretty nice. Okay, sweet. Okay. All right. Now, um, we just did our, our, our uh, 2022 preview podcast uh, yesterday, and we were talking about uh, uh, throwing your name in the mix there in the 450 class. And I was kind of guessing that uh, Parker Eels ended up kind of by himself last year. So I was kind of thinking, you know what? I think Daniel might be giving him some company this season. What uh, Do you have any hopes or where you think you should slot into this group of 450 riders? Um, kind of like judging my speed off like the Canadians that were a club. I would, uh, I'm thinking, well, my goal is five to ten throughout the entire year. Right. And I really want to get a fifth in a moto, but we'll see if that happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, I think that's where it's going to be because, I mean, looking at the, you know, obviously it's pretty easy to look at the top four or five riders. And then kind of right after that is where we kind of would put, you know, yourself maybe parker eels will be battling for that and then there'll be last year there was kind of a good little group in there so it'll be kind of kind of good to see you get thrown in there and kind of uh you know make that a little more of a 
bit more of a group there, so that's, uh, that should be good. Do you have you ridden with? Like I said, I, I threw Parker Eel's name out there because he just ended up in that uh, kind of the top end of that next group. Um, do you you've raced Parker and stuff before? I assume. Um. Yeah, but only on two fifties. So. <laughs> so it's been a while. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be uh, should be interesting. I'm glad uh, it's always good when you know guys move up to our 450 class and kind of get uh, fill those slots in for sure. Now, will you stay east for the Supercross portion? Uh, yeah, I'm doing the whole thing again. So. Okay. Perfect, man. Awesome. All right. Well. Um, yeah, I mean, I just really wanted to kind of talk about, uh, let people know kind of what you went through there with uh, getting the bike stolen, what you had to do, and, and the fact that you just kind of stuck with it, because a lot of times, you know, like you said, sometimes you're like, oh my God, what to now what, you know, it's like, you throw your arms up and like, I, I give up, but it's cool you didn't, man, I'm glad to see that you, uh, you know, you persevered, and you're hitting the 450 thing, you're going to be riding, driving across the country. Hey, what, do you, um, is there a family business or something like that? Do, what do you do for work in the in the off times, or do you? Um, so pretty well, I worked, uh, during the winters until, I guess I worked a bit last fall and winter until I went to club. I was, uh, I was just doing like odd jobs and built some helipads and then I, uh, helped my brother with his log cabin business too. Oh, cool. Log cabin business. Uh, All right. Yeah. And, uh, I think, uh, moving forward, I can, as of now, I think I can, make enough money doing this to only do this and I hope that's how it goes because ah perfect now you say yeah. you're, you say your brother's log cabin business he's not the Timber Kings guy or something is he ah <laughs> uh, no it's a really small business he just got started but it's doing pretty good <laughs> oh that's awesome hey I, I wanted to the, yeah. the question I told you I had to write down I wrote down one word and uh, it's it, hair what's going on with the hair are you going to keep running it long or what are you doing uh, for now uh, we'll see <laughs> I like it I like it. Keep running it until like, until we get the uh, humidity and the heat of the eastern rounds, but uh, see how long you can go with it. Yeah, hopefully I can uh, get a fifth place in moto before then. We'll see. <laughs> how about that? You get a fifth, you got to shave your head. Yeah, that's, that's not how the deal went. I just got to cut my hair. I oh. get to cut my hair. Well, I'm, making up, I'm making up new deals now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna run around and say that if you get a fifth, you got to shave your head, and we'll see what, or you got to shave a mohawk into it. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, well, Daniel, uh, good luck, man. It's uh, yeah, it sounds like a lot of guys are gonna be out at the track on uh, this Thursday, so I'll I'll get out and see how your competition's looking for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, uh, yeah, good luck this year. We'll be uh, watching for you up in there. Obviously, watch for the number thirteen. Um, yeah, do you want who would you you know want to talk, thank some people who uh, who's helping you out? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, Cycle North and Courtney Lloyd they uh, helped me get out of the situation a lot by uh, get finding me a bike and pretty much paying for the entire bike. So that was very wow. helpful. I appreciate that. Wow. And um, Fifty Forestry is uh, my title sponsor for this year. They helped me out so much. And I can't thank them enough. And then um, OTW Canada, they helped me out a ton as well. And um, Fly Racing, Atlas Brace, Ryan Lockhart, and uh, FMF Vision. Um, North Country Rentals, North Coast Equipment, and uh, Mobius Brace, Dirt Tricks, Mika Metals, DT1 Filters, and uh, anyone else I'm forgetting right now. Sorry, but I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. 
All right, cool, man. Well, thanks for uh, taking the time to kind of take us through your, the situation there, man. That uh, it only makes us makes you stronger. So uh, now you can. Uh, you, uh, yeah. So good luck, uh, safe travels. I mean, I guess the first drive is the long one for you. So safe travels getting down here. We'll see you next week at the uh, WCAM. And thanks a lot for your time. We'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Okay, see ya. Bye.